It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thank you for joining us on a Wednesday hump day edition of the show halfway through your work week. A lot to get to like usual right here on your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Today we're going to talk about a proposal from our good friend Sean Walker. He mentioned a little bit about this over the weekend in a special edition we posted on Saturday. He elaborated a little bit more about it on KSL.com yesterday. We'll talk about his proposal for replacement games for BYU to put together a 12-game season. We'll catch up on that. We'll also chat with new BYU tight end recruit Carson Gay from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Recently received an offer from BYU in addition to a number of Power 5 offers. I'll have a chat with him and we'll also catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we usually do. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at rockauto.com as well as All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of those companies here in just a little bit. All right, with that rundown out of the way, let's get it started here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for July 15th, 2020. What's up, my friends? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for The Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, in my day job. And a big thank you for downloading your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars with us here. A lot to get to on a Wednesday edition of the show, but a reminder for you guys that this podcast aims to be a one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news opinion, insider information that you can't find anywhere else. We just aim to make it very fun to be a BYU fan and also make you, by extension, the smartest BYU fan in the room, around the water cooler. Regardless of wherever you're talking BYU sports, we want to make you guys the smartest guys in that conversation. Kicking off today's show, our good friend Sean Walker, he joined us over the weekend on a special edition to talk about the cancellation of the Pac-12 and Big Ten games on a Saturday edition of the show. If you didn't hear that, Great conversation with Sean. As usual, he works for KSL.com. He actually elaborated on a little bit of a conversation he and I had on Saturday, and that is trying to put together a 12-game schedule for BYU as it stands right now with BYU only having seven games on the schedule. I don't think that BYU is going to play a 12-game schedule this year. I'd be stunned if any college football play any college football program plays 12 games this year, to be honest. It just seems like all the data is pushing us probably towards maybe an October start date at this point. That's why you're seeing conferences like the Big Ten and the Pac-12 go with that conference game only model. They can kind of give up that first month of the season in September where it's usually the non-conference games that they play and then get into conference play come October. Obviously, there is a lot still to be uh, hashed out in that regard about how programs are going to schedule one another, how many games are going to be played, if it'll be a uniform schedule across the country. There are so many unknowns right now, but I give Sean credit. He put together what appears to be a pretty good 12-game schedule for BYU 
And what he did, Sean is a mastermind. He actually looked up a bunch of the different schedules of teams that had games canceled as a result of the announcement by the Big Ten and the Pac-12, and essentially started putting them together with BYU to put together a 12-game schedule. So let's run down real quick the highlights of this schedule that Sean's put together. In the first month of the season, obviously, BYU currently doesn't have a game. And doing some research on this yesterday, as it stands right now, if BYU would only have that opening game on October 2nd, a conference weekend against Utah State, they actually wouldn't be able to begin workouts until, I believe, August 21st. That's a long ways away, and voluntary workouts would have to continue until then. We'll see if BYU, BYU puts together a schedule here that allows them to have an earlier game that maybe can get them into practices a little bit earlier, but there's so many unknowns right now that BYU's essentially hit pause for the time being. But like I said, BYU lost their first month of the season, and Sean uh, put together four games in the month of September, I think are actually quite uh, stout, in all honesty. September 5th, Labor Day weekend, when BYU was supposed to face off against uh, the University of Utah, 50 days away from today. He has BYU taking on Hawaii, and that'd be a fun game. Obviously, a longtime rival, speaking of the Rainbow Warriors, uh, revenge spot for BYU trying to get back after that Hawaii Bowl loss last year. It'd be kind of fun to see them finish the season in 2019 against Hawaii and then it'll open it up the following season against the Rainbow Warriors. But I don't think it's a bad idea that we currently slated as a home game, according to Sean. The following week on September 12th, when BYU was supposed to have their home opener against Michigan State, he has the UConn Huskies coming to BYU. UConn, obviously one of the worst teams in FBS football right now, very much just in a rebuilding mode. It seems like perpetually under Randy Edsall. But hey, beggars can't be choosers right now. And I think getting a home game against UConn, you can swallow that. The following week when BYU was scheduled to take on Arizona, State. Sean has them going on their first road trip of the season. That's at the Air Force Academy, a longtime Mountain West and WAC rival of BYU. Air Force has been a team that's been reticent, it seems like, to schedule BYU since they left the Mountain West Conference. But hey, if you need games, Air Force could do a lot worse than getting BYU to going out there to Colorado Springs and helping fill up their stadium. It would be a fun game a renewal of a rivalry of sorts. And of course, that triple option offense that Troy Calhoun deploys with the cadets. Kind of fun to see once again if you're a BYU fan and see how they do against that. Then the following week, BYU would would have been on the road at Minnesota under the old schedule. Sean actually has them playing their first of two FCS games on this. Now, you're probably wondering, why does he have two FCS games on here? Well, the NCAA Oversight Committee has actually recommended that this year and this year alone, Two FCS opponents, two wins over FCS teams actually would count towards bowl eligibility, thereby allowing a program like BYU to have some flexibility in scheduling. Sean has new FCS independent Dixie State facing off against BYU on September 26th at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Paul Peterson entering his first season as an FCS head coach, leading the Trailblazers and I think it's going to be a fun game. Uh, Two independent programs, albeit at different levels. BYU should roll in this game. FCS team that's coming into their first year of a transition period should not be expected to compete on the same level as most FCS programs, so BYU probably wins a game there. Now, we get into October. Sean kept the game against Utah State on October 2nd. He followed that up the week later uh, with October 10th at Army. 
This was the bit that Sean talked about keeping an eye on with regards to the SEC coming up here. The SEC has not announced that they're going to a conference game only model. It seems like it's only a matter of time. So if they do that, BYU's game against Missouri on October 10th would be gone. Sean has inserted the Army cadets in that and BYU going to West Point to take on Army. Facing off against two teams in the same season just about a month apart that both run the triple option. Going to put some wear and tear on BYU's defense. But uh, Army West Point is a program I've wanted to see BYU play since they went independent. They actually had a series set up for a time that was canceled. Uh, Army canceled it quickly after it was actually originally announced. It'd be fun to see them finally go at it against one another. Then Sean goes on a run here of games that were already previously scheduled. October 16th, BYU against Houston. October 24th at Northern Illinois. The original bye week on October 30th. November 6th at Boise State, November 14th versus San Diego State. Then November 21st, the second FCS game against North Alabama as originally scheduled. And then finally, the season finale. This would be the big one for BYU. And Sean has it taking on Notre Dame. BYU gets that long-awaited return trip from the fight in Irish to Provo, Utah and Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I was in the stands the last time that... Uh, Notre Dame graced Provo with its presence in 2005. Austin Colley, Todd Watkins had a good game, but man, was that an environment and a half. Uh, the Notre Dame fans have met that day were absolutely, fen- absolutely phenomenal. Some great fans. It'd be fun to see BYU taking on the Fighting Irish once again, especially at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. So you just look at this, and I think Sean's put together a pretty stout schedule. You've uh, put uh, one uh, Power 5 team, in essence, in uh, Notre Dame back on the schedule for yourself. You've put together a pretty good schedule overall, I think, Sean, in terms of trying to uh, patch things together. Like I said, this is all hypothetical at this point. I would guess that no more than maybe 10 games are played this season for any college football program. Uh, That could range up and down a little bit, but a lot of people are thinking we're going to a spring model at some point with junior college teams as well as both the Patriot League and the Ivy League at the FCS level announcing they've canceled fall sports. Who knows where it goes, but I give Sean a lot of credit uh, for putting this together. I think it would be actually a pretty compelling schedule, all things considered. Losing, what, five Power 5 games so far for BYU? You put some teams on there, I think, that would actually still get a lot of interest from BYU fans, and I think Sean did an admirable, admirable job putting this together, and a big thank you to him for letting us talk about it. I'll link this in the show notes so you can read a little bit more about it if you so desire, and let us know what you guys think about that. Would that be the type of schedule that would get you going? I think it would. I think it would be a fantastic setup for BYU if they were able to put it together. A lot of negotiations would have to go into it, obviously, but the nice part is I think that guys like Tom Homo and the rest of the BYU Athletic Department, they're working around the clock right now to put things together, and It'd be nice to see BYU get some scheduling agreements in place quickly here so they actually can begin those formal practices in the lead-up to the coming football season. All right, coming up here in just a second, we're going to talk with a young man who is a member of the 2022 recruiting class. His name is Carson Gay. Uh, go, grew up in Chattanooga, Tennessee, plays high school football out there, has connections to BYU as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but this young man is a tight end prospect who is hauling in all kinds of Power 5 offers, not just any type of Power 5 offers, big-time Power 5 offers. Had a chance to catch up with him to talk about his offer from BYU that he received recently in addition to the other offers from the Power 5 that he's received We'll talk about all of that here in just a second. Before we do so, reminder for you guys that today's podcast is brought to you in part by our good friends at rockauto.com. 
Many of you out there have issues with your car. And I'm not going to try and guess what the issues have been. I, I've had all kinds of issues with my car. I actually had a radiator that blew up one time on me. I've had tail lights go out. I've had door handles snap off. All kinds of different things. What would have been nice in all those scenarios is to have a resource like rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is an online auto parts marketplace. It's been online for over 20 years, a family-owned business that has all the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. I promise you guys, it's got anything you need. It's got the right prices for you guys. You can search by manufacturer. Find whatever fits your fancy at rockauto.com and make sure your, your ride is up to snuff. I really do like what they have going on. You can search by price. You can search by manufacturer. You look up your car. Uh, say, I've, I've got a 2013 Chevrolet Cruze as my daily driver. So all I got to do is type in 2013 Chevrolet Cruze. Tell it what part I need. All of the options from all the different manufacturers for whatever part I'm looking for pop up. You can search by price, search by specifications. Whatever you are looking for, rockauto.com can help you guys out. I love this company. They do great work. And like I said, any part you need, you can get it ordered at rockauto.com. And the best part of it all, it's shipped directly to your door. Reliably low prices, all of the parts your car will ever need. Check them out at rockauto.com. Make sure to mention Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box when you stop by their website. That's once again, rockauto.com, a proud partner of us here on Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. As I previously mentioned, I had a chance to catch up with Carson Gay from Chattanooga, Tennessee, a 2022 class tight end prospect, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who grew up in that area, and a young man who's got a lot of talent, as evidenced by the offer list he's got so far. When I talked to Carson earlier this week, he had offers from BYU in addition to the University of Tennessee as well as Ole Miss, so some SEC programs who are on the rise offering him, and also Just yesterday, I saw this on social media, he added an offer from the USC Trojans. This is a young man who's going to be one of the top tight end prospects in the 2022 recruiting class for BYU. Had a great conversation with him about what his game is like, what he knows about the Cougars, what he likes about BYU, and a whole lot more. So without further ado, here you go myself with Carson Gay right here on Locked on Cougars. Please welcome in now Carson Gay, a new BYU recruit, recently received an offer from the Cougars. Carson, thank you for taking the time. Thank you. Carson, let's start off here. Uh, You're a kid from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, Offer from BYU in addition to offers most recently from Ole Miss and Tennessee. So you live right in the heart of SEC country. What about BYU attracts you to the school? Uh, You know, me and my dad, we've my mom went to BYU. Me and my dad, we always talk about it's a it's a tight end university. They get guys in the league. They uh, they know how to use the tight end. They like to use it a lot. Very intriguing. It's a very intriguing place. You've seen guys like I'm guessing most recently Matt Bushman really lighted up at tight end for BYU. I take it is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. What about uh, the way they use their tight ends excites you? Uh, I say it's probably just how they use all around great they're always able to use them they uh 
transform those guys to great run blockers, but they, you know, and they're always great at making sure that they find the open space and they use that time out there wisely to get in some open fields where they can just kind of make defense pay. It's always, it's, I love their offense. They, they run great with it. You're in the class of 2022, so you just got a little time left here in high school. But I wanted to ask you, of course, with the COVID-19 uh, pandemic ongoing, a lot of people's ability to go to campuses and work out, go to these summer camps, also go on visits, that type of stuff's really been curtailed. How has it been for you personally? Um, it's definitely been a little bit tougher. We, we had a bunch of camps scheduled this summer, and those all got canceled. But, uh, gone to two, I've gone to two exposure camps past three, in the past three weeks, I think, and, uh, kind of blown me up a little bit, and that's how I've gotten my offers. So, it's been very helpful, it's been super helpful, but hoping we can start to get some visits going, maybe, uh, get some more camps open. <laughs> I think all of us are hoping that we can see football this fall. Uh, what's the sta- what's the status of high school football in Tennessee? That have they said yet? Uh, no, sir. They had they were supposed to make a decision on um, if we were going to when we were going to play or if we were going to play last week, but they postponed it. So I really don't know. <laughs> I think everybody's kind of waiting to see on that. It's it's kind of a crazy time. There's no doubt about it. Have you ever visited mm-hmm. BYU before uh, getting that offer? Uh, I haven't, I've never visited for football. I've, I went to two basketball camps when I was younger in middle school. And, um, then we've gone on a family skiing trip before, but otherwise we, I haven't been out there. Okay. So when you came on those basketball trips, what did you make of Provo? I love the area. My mom, she talks highly of it all the time. Uh, my grandparents live out there for a little bit. I love the food personally. I think it's best, best in the world. Awesome. Really? A kid from Tennessee likes the food out here in Utah? <laughs> oh, yeah. Waffle love. I'm telling you. That place is great. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, maybe that can be a little bit of a lure to get you to come to school out here. That's kind of funny. Uh-huh. So are you are you a big kind of breakfast food guy, as I take it, if you're like waffles and that type of stuff? Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. Breakfast probably my favorite meal. Okay. Very cool. So, Carson, you're a tall tight end. 6'6", six, six, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Yes, sir. So, does, how did how does that help you on the football field? Do you use that height to your advantage? <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely try to. Uh, try to corners and safeties have a they have a tough time trying to jump with me a lot. So, definitely helps. Growing up, were you have you always been a tight end, or did you play other positions growing up? Um, I've pretty much always been a tight end. Um, yeah. Started sixth grade, started playing football. Didn't really hit the field until about eighth grade, though. But I've, they've always kind of had me at tight end. Uh, well, high school, they haven't had a tight end set. They didn't have one last year, but we're putting one in this year, um, which is going to be it's helpful for me. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> so did you? But, did yeah, you, it's pretty much always in time. Sorry, did you play? So did you play wide receiver previously, or what did you do at your high school? Yes, sir. I played I played receiver last year. Okay, so uh, what's your weight up to these days? I'm 220 right now. Okay, so you're, you're definitely growing into a tight end body, it sounds like, then. Yes, sir. Yeah, I put on a little bit of weight over this quarantine. Okay, well, there's nothing wrong with that. And you also play basketball, I take it. Is that correct? Yes, sir. What position do you play in basketball? Uh, 
kind of a mix of everything. My coach fortunately lets me handle the ball a lot, so he it's usually I can he puts me over at the wing a little bit, and then I also help down in the post. I'll be center sometimes or a forward. Okay, so I've I've talked to a number of guys who played tight end who also played basketball during their junior high and high school years, and they talk about the fact that basketball really helped them develop as a tight end. Is that also the same case for you? Yes, sir. Yeah, it's super helpful. I talk to my dad about it a lot. Always working on your hips, having to change angles all the time, jump off, jump pretty much everywhere. Really, yards moving constantly, just banging into people. It's it's. It's kind of funny. It's almost the exact same in football and basketball. <laughs> a little bit. There are there are comparisons. There's no doubt about it. Did you play other sports growing up besides mm-hmm. those two? Uh, yes, sir. I played baseball and I swam. Okay, wow. So you multi-sport athlete. Do you still do swimming in baseball, or are you pretty much locked down on football at this point? Uh, we're starting to lock. We're starting to close more on football. Um, basketball still. Pre- we're still heavy in basketball, but. Um, yeah, I stopped baseball last year, actually. Uh, swimming, we used to do a summer fun league after a while, but, yeah, we're done with that. <laughs> okay. Uh, talking with Carson Gay here, new BYU tight end prospect. Carson, who has been the main coach reaching out to you from BYU? Uh, coach Clark. Okay. We had a few calls with him. He's a great guy. I love talking to him. He's super funny. <laughs> He is. Uh, anybody who has heard Coach Clark do an interview or has interacted with him knows he's got that kind of that dry sense of humor that I think uh, makes everybody mm-hmm. else laugh. Yes, sir. So, Very much so. Have you talked to any other coaches outside of Coach Clark so far? No, I haven't. It's, oh. The recruiting, with all the extended recruiting dead period, it's been yeah. kind of tough, but... So yeah, it's just been Coach Clark. Absolutely. So when he talks to you, when he, well, when he has talked to you to this point, what has he told you about that he likes about your game? What does he want you to work on? This is kind of a two-part question. Uh, we've it's kind of we haven't really talked as much about that. It's more we've just been kind of start to building a relationship, and uh, he, when he ever gave me an offer, it was just fun conversation. Um, probably the biggest part is just being able to use my size. Um, being able to find those open spots and uh, just kind of working those, just being able to out jump any uh, second level guy, but also being able to outrun those linebackers. It's been kind of that's a big part of my game. Um, probably something he's if he hasn't told me he hasn't told me before, but he's going to be working on uh, run blocking. Um, it's something I haven't gotten to learn as much just. I haven't been coached up for it just yet, but um, I really want to. It's something that I, lo- I love blocking, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Well, I think that's the first thing right there. If you, if you have the if you have the want to in terms of the blocking, that seems to be the kind of the base building block that a lot of guys, you have to kind of have that if you want to become a true run blocker, I feel like. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Well, Carson, uh, so when your family found out about your offer from BYU, what was their reaction? <laughs> They were ecstatic. Uh, my mom, she was kind of screaming a little bit. She was freaking out. She she's always been a fan of BYU, so she ha- she was very happy. My dad, he's a he's a pretty level headed guy, but they they've been pretty excited. Awesome. You also af- recently got offered by Ole Miss in Tennessee. Like I said, you grew up in the greater Chattanooga area. You were in the heart of SEC country. Was there a team you grew up rooting for in S- in the SEC or just a favorite team overall? 
Uh, no, not really. We're uh, we're we're not really biased to any team. We just kind of like to watch football. Okay. We don't really root for anyone. All right. So, so is there? I guess so. The the second part to that question is: there's is there a league or a, a style of football that you prefer over another? Does that make sense? Uh, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Um, probably anything. I like it all being. I like being spread out, being able to go and uh, make a lot of moves, trying to get as much open field as I can. So anytime I can do that, but also being able to put my hand in the ground, it's just it's easier to get a lot more room on the field to go make plays. So you feel like you fit well in a spread system, kind of like what BYU's running, I take it? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, so I guess last thing for me is when you see, if seen guys over the years from BYU, I guess Dennis Pitta comes to mind who played for the Ravens for a time in the NFL. Most recently, like we talked mm-hmm. about with Matt Bushman, when you see guys like that, uh, how do you think your, your game compares with them and how does it differ? Um, I mean, at the moment they're probably, they're, they're definitely bigger than they're probably, they're definitely bigger than me. They're not probably, but uh, so just the feel, the physicality level is different. But, um, say probably in similar ways, we're able to all use our size the same way. Just kind of try to bully people, I guess, into trying to force them to what we want to do. Just by using our weight and our athleticism against them, especially the smaller guys, it helps a lot. Well, very cool. Carson, I can't thank you enough for taking the time here on the podcast. Look forward to tracking you as as time goes forward, and I'm sure you'll be adding offers over the next couple of months. Yes, sir. Thank you. There you go, Carson Gay. Thanks to him for joining us here on the podcast. If you want to follow him on social media, you can check him out on Twitter at G1Carson. That's Carson with a K, K K-A-R-S-O-N, at G1Carson. That is his Twitter handle. A big thank you to him for joining us here on the podcast and looking forward to seeing how things go for him. But his offer list so far, when you've got USC, the University of Tennessee, Ole Miss, and BYU, well, you're off to a good start. This is a young man, I'm telling you guys, it's 6'6", 220 pounds, has the ability to run extremely well. You heard him talk about the fact he wants to become a better blocker. That's admirable for a young man to understand, you know what, I need to be a better blocker to participate at a higher level in college. And I think this is a kid who's going to have upwards of 25, 30, 35 offers before all is said and done. It'll be interesting to see if BYU remains in the mix. You heard him talk about the fact that his mom went to BYU. His father, actually, Carson's father, played college football at Middle Tennessee State. Uh, So he's very familiar with uh, Tennessee and SEC country. But I think BYU should be in the mix here. It sounds like his mom's pretty excited to have her son having an offer from the Cougars. And we'll see if BYU can stay in the mix for a young man like Carson Gay. I think he would fit well with what BYU is doing on offense, especially under Jeff Grimes and Aaron Roderick's leadership. And we'll see if down the road here, BYU can stay in the mix here. But like I said, this is a young man who's already off to a hot start on the recruiting trail without actually being able to visit. You talked about the fact that you heard him talk about the fact that he hasn't been able to visit as many programs as he would like. He's had a number of showcase events, those camps the guys go work out at canceled. So this is a young man. Already got some high-level offers, and I'm guessing there's going to be a bevy more flooding in over the next coming days and weeks. So a big thank you once again to Carson Gay for joining us here on the podcast. All right, coming up here in just a second, we need to catch up on our player countdown series. One of the best fields of finalists we have had in some time. Might be the best 
finalist group we've had in the entire rundown. 50 days away, uh, 50, day 50 of our player countdown series, originally counting down to BYU in Utah, which has since been canceled, but still having a lot of fun with that. We'll get to that here in just a minute. Before we do that, need to take a minute today and talk to you about our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. You guys have heard me talk about this company a lot over the past few weeks, but All Guard Pest Control, guys, they are a local company who is capable of servicing anything you need with regards to your pest control needs. Regardless if you've got mice, you've got termites, you've got katydids, aphids, I don't know, uh, ants, whatever it might be, whatever your pest control issue is, All Guard Pest Control can abate it and make sure the problem never comes back. What I love about this company is they are not a door-to-door knocking company. They don't go out and just flood neighborhoods and say, hey, you want us to spray for your bugs? That's not how All Guard goes about their business. They want to make sure that you guys feel comfortable when they come into your home and service your home. Right now, they're taking the utmost precautions, obviously, with the COVID-19 pandemic. They're wearing masks and wearing gloves when they come in your home. They will make sure that you feel comfortable with their services or they will make it right. What I love about Seth and his team, Seth Baird being the owner of All Guard Pest Control, is they are big BYU fans. That's one thing. The second thing is their online reviews are absolutely phenomenal. They treat you like family, and I can attest to that personally because they take care of my home. So I want you guys to check out our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. Local company based in Utah County, but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front, even out of the Tooele and Wasatch County areas, if you need them. Seth and his team are the best of the best, and I trust them to take care of my home, and I hope you will trust them to take care of yours. You can give them a call anytime you need it, 801-851-1812. That's 801 801- 851-1812 or you can check them out online learn more about them at allguardpestcontrols.com like I said I can't recommend enough our good friends at All Guard Pest Control so check them out if you have any pest control needs even if you don't have them currently you want to make sure that barriers up around your home year round to make sure you are safe and snug inside your home and keeping everything on the outside they can do that so call them All Guard Pest Control 801-851-1812 or check them out online at allguardpestcontrols.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at kubotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, guys, running out of time on today's podcast, but still need to talk about our player countdown series. And it's kind of sad to think that the player countdown series is not counting towards one of the biggest games of the year, speaking of BYU and Utah. But regardless, still having a ton of fun with this. And we are halfway through the countdown and we are not stopping until we get to the end of it. So a big thank you to you guys for joining us here on the podcast, as always. And you guys have been voting on this as well. It's been a blast to be with you guys each and every day. And our final finalist list today was extremely strong. Two of the best offensive linemen in BYU history, Trevor Maddich and Bart Oates, went head-to-head in the player countdown series on the fan vote side of things because they are legitimately two of the best linemen BYU has ever seen. In addition, two BYU basketball stars for both the men's and women's basketball programs were also in the finalist list and very much were in contention as well. Greg Kite, who went on to have a great NBA career, was in this group, as well as Kathy Nixon, 
Standout career as a Cougar, went on to be a longtime head coach across town at UVU, but can't be ignored for what she did in a BYU uniform. The fan vote actually went in favor of Trevor Maddich, the 1984 national champion, eventually became a first-round draft pick of the New England Patriots. You now see him on ESPN as a college football analyst, and does great work. And uh, Trevor Maddich leading the fan vote with just over 46% of the vote currently. Bart Oates in second place with 36.2%. Uh, Greg Kite and Kathy Nixon actually tied for third place at 8.7% as it stands right now. It's just a little ways to go before things wrap up here. But I had a hard time going back and forth on this, deciding, you know what, who is the better player who is one or who is kind of the guy that I want to honor as the best player to have worn the number 50 in a Cougar uniform. And I went back and forth, like I said, and kept going back and forth saying, you know what, Trevor Maddich won a national championship at BYU. You can't discount that. But then I look at a guy like Bart Oates, and man, was he a standout player for the Cougars in his own right. He may not have won a national title. He doesn't have the quote-unquote ring to back things up. But he's an All-American in 1982, went on to play in the USFL before moving on to play for the New York Giants. Uh, man, I, I look at these two here, and I'm going to pick Trevor Maddich. I, I know that Trevor Maddich uh, was a third-team All-American as compared to a second-team All-American for Bart Oates. But Trevor Maddich, like I said, the hardware is firmly in his corner with that national championship. So Trevor Maddich, a good friend of us at BYU, a guy who shows up to BYU Media Day every year. One of my favorite things about him as a college football analyst, he's actually on his own dime, drives around the country, hops in a car during the summer and drives around the country and checks out a bunch of different college football programs. I'd say upwards of at least 50 and he does so on his own dime. And he puts on a lot of miles in his car. But I don't know if he's doing it this summer. But it's cool to hear him talk about that when he does do so. So I had a hard time picking against Bart Oates. But man, Trevor Maddich was hard to pick against as well. I think these are two of the best or finest linemen BYU has ever produced. Both of them fantastic players in the NFL. And just uh, standout guys all the way around. Bart Oates also went on to become a lawyer during his time in the NFL. Practiced law on the side. I believe he's still practicing law, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Man, I just look at this, and I had a hard time deciding. But you know what? A national championship as a Cougar probably should be the tiebreaker in most scenarios. So today, number 15, the number 50, the best Cougar to have worn that number is our good friend Trevor Maddich right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of the show. A big thank you once again for your continued support of the podcast. Make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening in from on your podcast provider of choice. We're available everywhere they can be found. The big three, speaking of Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, Make sure to follow us there if you're not doing so already. Follow the show on social media as well. Locked on Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Feel free to weigh in anytime via email as well. The email for the show is LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Hopefully you guys are all having a great Wednesday whenever you hear this. I hope you guys are all staying home, staying safe. Wear your masks if at all possible. And let's see what we can do to help college football hasten its return to our lives. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Lockdown Cougars podcast for July 15th, 2020. We will catch you tomorrow.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.